Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst. The Trevor Brookin and Billy Bones. A Paolo Gigano. West Ham United. We celebrate our victories. We stick together in defeat. Proud of our history, West Ham United, more than just a podcast, more than just a podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Come on, Dave. Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Come on, you've, you've had two other attempts to get that right. It's season 11, episode 11. Uh, no booches tonight. I only had one job, which was to bring one of my three podcast microphones and I failed. So apologies for my sound quality tonight. But we've got three professionals who did remember the right microphone. Starting off with Nigel, aka Chef Man. Where are you? What are you doing? I'm in my shed. Also back after two week hiatus, it's Canning Town Lane. What are you what are you doing? Good evening. I'm in the lounge and I'm Facebook stalking my cousin. Well, not really. Oh. She told okay. me she was on Facebook today. She was at a, uh, we was at a funeral and she told me that she was on Facebook. And I've just befriended her. I'm looking at all the mutual friends we've got. You wouldn't believe it. She's my being go. a West Ham fan. That's, that's her living in Essex, that is. That's what it does to you. Can't Good, to, <laughs> good Can't to have you away. back, Len. Is she friends with me? Thanks, man. Uh, I'm getting there. I'm looking for it all. Probably not, to be fair. I'll let you but... know if she is. I'll keep scrolling. And I'll shout... Probably some listeners in the podcast star. I won't say all the oh. names. Uh, no. Last but not least, no booches. We brought in someone on the bench. Uh, he's a blogger for West Ham to die. He writes the match day blogs from across the pond. Is David Hultsink? Hello. Hello. Where are you? What are you doing? I'm in my house. Hey. I'm in my house. Took the day off from work in the afternoon to record a podcast with all of you fine gentlemen. Well, do you know what? For that, you get to go first. So, obviously, we've had two games since the last time we recorded. Uh, we played some game 
against Manchester City in the Caribou Cup. Um, and obviously then we went on to Villa Park. Let's start with the Manchester City game. Did you watch it? What were your thoughts, Dave? I I watched the first half uh, in my car. No, not while driving. Uh, then I saw the last 15 minutes and penalties after I picked my son up from school. And I thought it was an impressive, gritty performance by our second choice top, you know, for second choice 11 versus, you know, their second choice 11, which also included guys like Mares and De Bruyne. I, I you know, I, I, I'm not used to this. You know, I mean, I, I've got 30 years in, which isn't as much as you guys, but I'm just not used to this kind of confidence and enjoyment of watching this team because you're just always waiting for that other shoe to drop. They, 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 we, we were every bit as deserving of going through as they would have been if they had won the penalties. It was, it was great. And I loved getting the uh, text of the, you know, home movie of you and John, um, Scream! Well, you were the one screaming your head off, and uh, I, I saved that when I shared that with some friends because it was fun. Uh, wonderful said, stuff. Blo- just great. Bloody hell! I don't We've done it. Take that! Take that! Didn't bloody I? hell! Bloody hell! Yeah, that you sounded. Yeah, you sounded like half cheering, half like on the toilet, but it sounded great. You were terrific. I, it was very spontaneous. Yeah. Um, Nigel, uh, did you go? Mm. Well, Man City, you bought a ticket. You must have gone. No, I didn't go. No, oh. no. I'll tell you why. Yeah, what's wrong here is that the journey home is a pain in the ass of a night game, and it is. And I had to be up for work really early, and it was like if it goes to penalties and all that, I ain't gonna be home till gone midnight. And I'd, I'd have been lucky to have four hours kip. And um, I thought, I can watch it on telly. I, I don't need to be dead. So I you beat Gatti now, you didn't, though? No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Because it did go to penalties. It's too old so for FOMO. Midnight. So, yeah, I don't, I don't... I didn't get back to one. I know... Well, no, it ain't no consolation. I don't care. But at, at the end of the day... Um, I don't, you know, I don't feel the need to have to be at a game now. I go because I want to enjoy it. And night games now are a chore, especially when I'm working. What see what I've been doing is normally is on a on a night game is I make sure I don't book working. But at the moment, I've, I'm sort of um, having to work full time, which is a pain. But um, you know, it means that I'm not going to do that. So, you know, for the first time, my missus still probably can't believe it. For the first time ever in my life, I've actually put work first. Wow. Rather than West Ham. So, talk to us about the game from your armchair then. Um, well, you know, you've watched more armchair games than I have, Sean. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not much different. Some, some, some may say you get a better view of the game um, than than being in the stadium. Uh, I, I, as, as performances go, 
I think it was it was up there, um, one of the best of the season. We all know what Man City are capable of. He, he, we put out, you know, what I call a B plus team. I think Man City put out an A minus team, and um, the B plus team rose to the occasion. Man City are always going to dominate the ball, um, and what you do with the ball when you've got it. Um, depends on the type of game you're going to put up. And the fact that we had chances against them, we didn't just sit back, we didn't just park the bus, we allowed them to play their game. But when we got the ball, we tried to play our game as well. And I think that's a big difference to where it's been in the previous years. You know, let's get this right. At the London Stadium, they've had a 5-0, a 4-0, a 5-0, a 4-1. You know, they've... It's, it's very rare. I think we went through a period where they always scored four goals or more. I think it was only the league game last season where we drew with them. It was the first time they hadn't scored four goals at a London stadium. So it's been a pretty happy hunting ground for them. So, you know, and when it come down to penalties, I, I always fancy, funny enough, I did fancies with penalties. I'd never heard of their goalkeeper. And it was just like, Ariola, you know, showed you know why we were wrong last week to write him off on the podcast he, he, because yeah. um he he, he well, came up with off. the goods um you know so well you know at the end of the day i didn't you know you can't hide from the fact that he hasn't he hasn't been that assured in his previous three games that he played where he was against man city but he's, so he's we'll still got clean sheets isn't he carry plays on yeah, Thursday. he's got clean sheets he's never conceded a goal though well no i know but at, at the end of the day it's, that that involves 11 players Sean, not one yeah yeah you i can't get that. put that at the door of a goalkeeper like that i, I must um, admit so, i must admit I was nervous with a penalty shootout. I didn't think we'd win it. And, and you know, it was great that Foden missed that first one. It really put, you know, but I, I was, I mean, that emotion in that video that Dave talks about was, was real. You know, I, I was, my heart was, I mean, all the way through the game, I just. Oh, is that thought, the, uh, is that, I, I forgot to mention, because obviously you only went to the game because you got given a free ticket and took them corporate by John. So let's not let's not get in fact you hadn't purchased your own seat before he'd invited you in. So uh, Well actually I was I'll offered throw you under that bus all right, day long. Ruthless. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I was offered a ticket. The yes. reason I bought well, the ticket. You can stutter and everything, it gives it away. I was offered a ticket by our friend who's next to me that's in the cup scheme and he couldn't go when he offered me my ticket. I was then offered a better offer to go corporate with John and and, and because he had such a great run, and I wanted to look but after. But at the end of the day, you hadn't bought your ticket, had you? I hadn't bought a ticket. Um, I gave my ticket up to George, and um, not George Bucci, another George. Uh, and I went in the Royal East with JR because I wanted to support him. He'd been really good to be our lucky mascot for all three games. I didn't think um, we would do it, and it was a great game. I probably annoyed the so hell out of him. So you went in corporate to support him. Yeah, I did. Yeah. You went in corporate. Let me get this right. You went in corporate to support him. Yes. Oh, you're all heart, you, aren't you? I know. I know. I've got you wrong, and I? I'll yeah, you have I, I would do uh, anything either. to get him on this right yeah. now, but we can. Ask, ask, ask JR. I was there for his, his support. I felt sorry for him that everybody like you had left him and 
everyone had left him, you know, and, and another mutual friend who was oh, supposed to be at the game. God. And, do you know what? And sometimes you have to take one for the team, and this was me taking one for the team. Wow. I wanted to be in the terraces with my wow. mates, but I thought, no, no, Sean, sometimes you have to make sacrifices. And the sacrifice I will make is I will go corporate in the Royal East with JR um, because I couldn't leave him on his own the night before he, he flies back to Texas. Good Lord. I know. He's a dickhead, it's, isn't he, Dave? I, it's <laughs> oozing. <laughs> I mean, I, you I, you, wow. I mean, I'm, I'm almost impressed with the level of... Of audacity there. There's it, it. It's gone over from like, are you kidding me? To like, no all inspiringly weird. <laughs> he clearly does it. But God bless him for having the, you know, having no qualms about just saying it, no matter how ridiculous it might sound. <laughs> I thank oh, you. Oh, don't care. Good for you. Anyway, good Len, for you, Sean. Len, what, um, how did Hello, you mate. enjoy the game? Were you at, were you at the match? No, no, watching from home. With and a what, strange what you... sense of calm and... Yeah, I, I would... <laughs> anything but calm. We were just great, cool. weren't we? We just... What, it's, it's, what did you I, think I keep repeating myself, though? but it's so installed into the squad, the David Moyes ethic, that to a certain degree, it doesn't really matter who he picks now. You know what you're going to get, and you're going to be happy with it. And long may this continue. That's all I can say. I mean, ben, ben don't Johnson, get me wrong. Yeah. Ben Johnson Such... was immense, and and so were the rest it of was. the defence. You know, they yeah. were taking yeah. on yeah. Mares, Foden, unbelievable which, teams. Uh, put um, yeah. Grealish was on the bench. Who else came on? Jesus came on. I mean, uh, you had De Bruyne. Who? I mean, it wasn't like they brought the youngsters out. I know you said the B team, but it was a bloody good B team. Who said the B team? Uh, Nigel did earlier. Oh, okay. He, I think he said no, he called it the B yeah, plus. Called it their A minus team. It's the B plus team. Yeah. 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 It's the B plus. Yeah. Yeah. Great, isn't it? Plus. Did you not think we deserved team. it, Len? It's the B plus. Don't, football's not about deserving it. What I did, what I did think is that we played an, uh, well enough to get penalties. Look, don't get. I'm not going to sort of kid myself. The city would. You know, they had they had the we had the better chances, but they had a lot of chances. And you know, to get there to a nil nil, I thought was quite deserved because we put a good defensive dis display out regardless. And you know, we've gone a few weeks ago from who can take our penalties to wow, we scored every one of them. Didn't Great you time. get nervous that Benny was going to miss his last too. one? Though? Yeah. I did. <laughs> he was the one I was nervous about. Yeah, me too. And you know, the keeper did get. I was more nervous about Dawson. In, so you can't. A yeah. lot of people saying that, but then, then again, you had to wonder why he was taking one in the first place if he wasn't confident. Yeah, no, you're I right. Not, I thought Ben Johnson was right. taking one. So when they lined up first, Johnson went over with all the penalty takers, and I'm going. And there was five of them, and I'm going, "What? Ben Johnson's going to take a penalty?" But he was just lining up with them, but. It it was um it's right up there with one of the memories and I'm I'm glad I made yeah. the sacrifice to go for the night. Oh, you're the <laughs> sacrifices you make, yeah. And it was a great and by the way, great great light show and fire show as usual. 
Um, I, that's becoming a bit of a norm now. Quite like it. Well, it's for the kids and they enjoy it. So, But don't you think, here's well, one thing, it. which you probably know, Len, by now. Um, there was more people at that game, newbies and people returning than ever before. I mean, part of it was it was half term. Part of it was the pricing, kids yep. for a quid. Part of it yep. was, you know, glory hunters wanting to come back and see West Ham in their glory. But here's, here's a fact. 5,000 people who previously had gone to the bowling ground came to that game on Wednesday night. Also, yeah, because... a, a record number of people who'd never been to the London Stadium and never been to the bowling ground also came as well. And that's probably why we had so many problems getting in and out of the stadium, yeah. which I'm sure you'll, you'll cover, Lynn. It was awful, even for me, getting out of the stadium, yeah. if I'm honest. And, and I, look, I did do an article and I did oh, see the amount go. of problems. Going through the corporate entrance, funny enough, I had no problem. But I did see that, you know, at kickoff, there was thousands missing from uh, the Billy Bond stand. And uh, they were waiting outside. Yeah. Oh, it was noticeable. And what have the club said about that, Sean? Anything? <laughs> Do you know what? I haven't mm. particularly asked them about it. Have said anything because... about that, Sean? No, no, they haven't. And I haven't asked no. them in particular. I did see Nicola no. gave her a quick wave. She was briefing some stewards. But, you know, I've given up asking them, to be honest. You know, I've um, asked on oh, behalf of one of our listeners and said, it. you know, you said you're going to... And I wrote an article. You're going to bring in this code. Where is it? You know, you made a pledge. You haven't honoured that pledge. And they're saying we'll give you information when it's available. So, you know, I'll keep on reminding people that, that they made a pledge and they haven't delivered it. But anyway, uh, let's move on because mm. we're through to the quarterfinals. We face Spurs. Uh, we don't fear anyone. We beat both Manchester clubs. We go on to Spurs away in Christmas week. I won't be there because I'll be in Mexico. Um, but I hope... Um, it's going to be a good game and there's no reason to believe, doesn't matter who their manager is, Conte, whoever it is, uh, that we can't beat them again and get into the semis. Nigel, how many times have we been in a League Cup final? In the League Cup final? Yeah. Uh, twice. I think twice, isn't Correct. it? 72. You're welcome. And 66. No, not 66. Wow. No, look later. No. 72 semi final, yeah. 60 no, 81. Sorry, 72 81. Yeah, well, no, one was against West, West Brom. Brom and the other one's against oh, 66 and 81. Sorry, no, it wasn't 72. 72 we lost in the semi final. It was a 61 66. Yeah. Uh, how about semi finals? 66 and 81. Yeah. 61 yeah. League Cup weren't about then. Um, how many times nah. have we yeah. been in a semi final League Cup? Uh, well, we did two years running in '89 and '90. We then also did it in where we lost to Luton. Avram Grant's year. We then did it again when we lost to Birmingham City in 2011. Right. Uh, obviously in '81 we was in the semi-final. Man City later. Yeah. Final. So we how many? Semi-final when we, the the Stoke games. Um, Man City, yes, 
that was 2015. Uh, that was yeah, with Roger Allardyce. Johnson. That was under Allardyce. Yeah. Uh, where we lost yes. 6-0 in right. the first yeah. leg. Um, so 2-1, I think, in the second two, leg. 3 4 5 do you, do you include getting to the final as being in the semi yeah, final as well? Yeah. yeah. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times I'm going. Oh, you had more than me, so I'm not going to argue with you. All right, finally, how many quarterfinals? Well, when did you have then? What years did you oh, have then? Oh, God. It doesn't matter. I, I I probably didn't have the early years as much because the record I was looking at, um, and I guess it's when the League Cup started is more interesting. I, I had six semi-finals and ten quarter-finals on my records, but my records are probably wrong. How you can say we yeah, dilly-dally on question time when you <laughs> me up shit like this, Sean, is oh, no. fucking beyond me. <laughs> Absolutely, going back to quarter-finals. How many fifth-round ones? No, I wasn't going. We through to the quarterfinals, so I've, I thought it was a bit easier than that. But I thought he was just going to say six and ten. Anyway, let's move on to Villa Park, and we we were playing a uh, was it a fifth game to, to get our fifth win in a row or fourth game? I can't remember, Nigel. You'll know. Fourth. Fourth. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, we've we've not <laughs> lost a game since Brentford, have we? So oh, it's, right. it's it's Everton, None. it's Genk, it's Man City, it's Spurs, That's and it's five. Fifth, then. fifth, unbeaten. Fifth, yeah. So let's start with you, Nigel. This time, um, did you go to Villa Park? No. Did you watch the game? But I know someone that did. Do you want to start with their... Well, I know someone that did. Shall we start their, their one with yes, this? Yes, that's what Sean I said. Someone got them tickets. Duds is a way day rounder. There you go, new jingle. I bet you haven't even got it ready, have you? New jingle. I hope you got that, people. Because uh, it was breaking up where we were. Oh, so, this is Dodsy's a way day roundup. Yeah. It's Dodsy's. The yeah, Rogers, here as the well. podcast official... A way day representative, uh, and he goes to every game. Uh, so we'll get one for Genk as well. So this is Dodsy's away day roundup. He said, with most of the trains from London cancelled and the motorways in gridlocked due to car crashes on the M5 and M1 and horrendous weather conditions, it looked like it was going to be a disastrous day on the way to Villa. He says, with the normal pubs around the ground closed for refurbishment, the West Ham fans took to Tesco's to pick up a four-pack and sit on the side of the road drinking beer, moaning about the journey. Major source at the Villa game advised that there were eight arrests at the Man City game and people will be getting a little tap on the shoulder at the Liverpool game based on events at the fire exit doors during the Tottenham game. So watch out, people. Uh, you will describe all the events in the game, so I'll leave that to you. But the singing and the atmosphere generated by the away fan was electric and took us to another level. But at the end of the game, to see Ben Johnson come up, throw his top into the crowd, and then jump into the crowd, followed by Declan Rice throwing his top into the crowd, just stand there soaking in the admiration was, wow, what a buzz. 
Declan isn't going anywhere soon. You could see in his eyes how much he loved being the god he is. And then Dodsey's gone. The top five songs sung at Villa Park for all you pop pickers. Uh, dropping, not off. Uh, dropping two places to number five. Bowen's on fire and he's shagging Diane Dyer. Dropping three places to number four. I'm forever blowing bubbles. In a free. Declan Rice. Rice, Rice. Staying at two. Pablo Fornells. He eats paella. He drinks Estrella and he's going to Vienna. New at one. He's one of our own. He's one of our own. Ben Johnson. He's one of our own. Thank you very much. And by the way, we are fucking massive. Well, Sean is anyway. Um, did you see his little celebration and, and the explanation of the 14-year-old little dance he did that, that was, was viral? Yeah, I think we should add as well that the, the, when he went to the crowd, I think that was his best mate in the crowd. Was when he went into the crowd at the end of the game. There you go. Another story yeah. from you. You can nick off of me, Sean. True story. Uh, anyway, let's start with Dave. Dave, cross the pond. I'm sure you did your match reports. You could just repeat your match report, really. What, what, how did you see the game? Yeah. I thought we were fantastic. Um, oddly, the I think the most worrisome part of the match was after the red card. And it looked like some of our guys were complacent, thinking it's over we're this good, we could just ticky-tack it around. And Villa turned up the press, and for a while it looked like we were down to 10 men, and they had the better chances. I mean, Watkins, I don't know if it would have hit the bar without Fabianski getting his hand on it or not. It might have, we just don't know. But it started to get worrisome for Joe's for about 15 minutes. But then they slowed it down, they moved the ball around, they made Villa run, they made Villa chase, and that was when you started feeling, okay, they finally regained control of this, and then the, the final two goals. It was uh, a clinical performance, uh, and and on both ends of the pitch. I mean, totally controlled the midfield. Um, it was, again, like I said earlier, it's, you know, I think even, even Len kind of commented, it's like almost like we're not, I'm not used to this. I don't really know how to take all this in after, you know, so many ups and downs through the years. But it, it's a, this is a very, very well-drilled squad. I, I think Moyes is doing a, I think he's doing a particularly good job on the squad rotation. He's turning, he's making those decisions almost with pinpoint accuracy, like the perfect number of minutes for everybody to get to kind of rotate back into Europe or into a cup, you know, to a league cup game and then back to the league. It was, um, it, it was fucking massive. <laughs> Len. Peace, mate. 
Your what? faults. Your faults. Villa Park. Yeah, just great. It was, as I expected, it was a tough game. I thought Villa actually played well. I'm sure what you lot think. Um, we were, and the, the way they play did affect our game. Moyes said we were a little bit sloppy. Um, I like the fact that he's being critical of his own team's performance. But that was down to Villa's contribution to the game. But we we just got this new strength now, haven't we? It was just, just, just great. Another great performance from the team. We shouldn't take all this for granted. Um, we shouldn't just... As fans, we shouldn't just think we're going to turn up at Villa after the recent results. Just turn up and get a win. Mm. But as it works out, that is exactly what happens. But we do, we put, when you look back at it, when you get past the being a fan and just the point watching that we're all starting to do now because this fourth place is up for grabs. When you look back on it after the result and you watch it again, you can see the amount of extra work in the performance that the players are doing that wasn't there under previous managers. Yeah. Such hard work. Bowen was just up and down, up and down. Yeah. And all of them, I can't pick out one. They really do put a shift in and it's really paying dividends. And I expect... And, and, funny, enough, and funny enough, Dean Smith obviously prides himself on his players putting a shift in and, and playing in a sort of similar way. But, but you know, Moyes completely outdid him and um, you know our, our players wanted it more and you mentioned Bowen I thought Bowen was immense um, you know to show you know I thought Antonio was marked out of the game and and you know in comes Bowen and scores two obviously Rice got his first Premier League goal of the season great and got another assist uh, Betty made an assist you know they were coming from everywhere and, and Ben Johnson gets his first you know Premier League goal of the season as well, so you know it, the goals are coming from everywhere, and that's when you know you've got a good team. Um, yeah. And you know, I, I I heard, you know, sources close to the club said, you know, Moy saw this as a really tough game, so even better that he thought this was a tough game, and you know, and of course the red card had something to do with it, but you know, in fact, while we're talking about the red card, let's move on to Nigel. What, 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 let's talk about those red cards. What did you make of it? Because I know you had something to say in the WhatsApp group. Yeah, I'd, uh, I think the referee um, and the VAR, I think I think we'll throw it at the VAR as well as the referee, got it totally wrong. Um, the I, I can understand it. it. He was in a good position, but as Fornells goes through, whether he, whether he laid the plate to play on, um, he must have seen the the, the, the um, incident with four nails and the and the Villa player, and the ball's broke to us anyway. He's then the lad played to continue, and then Bowen gets brought down on the edge of the area. The thing about it is, is, is so far wide to the edge of the area. Bowen's not bearing down on goal, level with the defender, and if you look where he is, level with the defender, but more central to the goal are two Villa players two other defenders so if Bowen goes through past him and don't get caught is he through on goal well no he's not because he's too wide yeah so then he'd have to check back 
Right, hold up, but then he's got to check back and then it brings into play the other two defenders that were level with the bloke who are standing level with the goal. And hence why I put that video in the chat when you were all saying I was wrong to prove actually I was right again. Yeah, so the, the rule is denying a clear and obvious goal-scoring chance. Because he was so far wide, that was not a clear and obvious goal-scoring chance. So therefore, the referee was right to book the player. But how the, the the bloke don't get sent off for the elbow into the face, and it, and it's all to do with the movement of the, of the arm. The the movement of the arm is a dangerous play because it, it, his arms out up high, head high, in an unnatural position, and it's almost a swing as as, as he knows four nails is going to go past him. It's a deliberate action um, with intent yeah. to cause danger and hurt a player. That is and an he looked up at him, red card. Hey? If you look at the, the video, he looked yeah, at he looked, him. No, I mean, it wasn't even so yeah, much that there's nothing... he, that in my, and I admit in my report, I got it wrong because I thought that, um, I think I even was texting with you, Nigel. I thought Kanza had been the one who hit Fornals and then literally ran down and took no. down Bowen. If so much was going no. on, I got it wrong. Oh, well, I'm not paid. There's nothing um, to suggest was, uh, in that replay house. that it shouldn't have been a red been a red no, card. Really? I mean, it it, it, no. and I'm surprised. I mean, yes, he let it go. It could have been two red cards, but he looked up and saw him. It's like I even, if you look at the video, it seemed to me like he saw uh, Fornals, and then his arm went up a little higher. In my report, I said it was a really well timed yeah. left hook, and that Fornals was smart to take the mandatory eight count. Yeah. Each absolute dangerous play. I, I mean, Kavanaugh had well, I, I, Kavanaugh I, had, I thought, a shockingly the bad thing game is for me, because there were so many other incidents leading up to that. No, I'm just saying that he he let so many little I don't things know, Dave, go. I think a referee should let the game it, it was flow. Like the tenor I don't. Of the I, match. Yeah, but I don't. Letting little things go ain't a problem. Letting it was a lot of fouling go letting go, though. Because I don't mind a referee. Yeah, but yeah, but you say fouling. Mm. Let the game flow. Sometimes you just think, just get on with it. I hate referees that are blowing non-stop. So I don't have a problem with letting little things on that go. But what you got to get the big things right. And at the end of the day, but the problem I have as well is, it turns out it's Stuart Atwell who's doing the VAR. And what have you got now is you've got fellow referees, var in with fellow referees. We don't know what they're saying, you know, how much influence they've got. I think it should be retired referees doing the VAR. I don't, they're, they're, it's such a cosy little shop being a serving referee that they will have each other's, by nature of the game, they'll have a, each other's back. But at the end of the day, I still don't understand it. Like, he calls him over to say, oh, have a look at this one. But the, what, what he didn't do is he didn't show him the first incident. When he called him over, he only showed him the uh, Boeing incident. And, and again, you've got to question what the hell is the VAR man looking at? Because apparently strange, they yeah. looked at both. They said it on Sky. They yeah. looked at both and apparently... Both yeah. could have potentially have been sent off, even though actually I think they were wrong because I think if he sends off the man yeah. for the first incident, it cancels out the second incident. So, yeah. um, I, you it know, it's, it, it, it's an anomaly for me and it's something that the, the referees 
game, you know, perhaps have a word with Ben Campbell, Sean, once he gets into the PGMRL. <laughs> yeah, and he's you in know, charge, yeah. To try and work out yeah. what the bloody hell yeah. you yeah, know, what the bloody hell is going on with VAR still. Well, yeah. I'm not. I'm not throwing my broadcasters <laughs> under the bus up. per se, because you got Sky. I had the NBC. <laughs> I had the NBC broadcast, and the NBC guys actually yeah. thought the red card was. It was. It seemed everybody was very confused, including yours truly. They were calling the red card for the forearm, so they were getting everybody mixed up. So I didn't even know for sure that the red card was for the Bowen call until well after the final whistle. Yeah. It just was. There was a lot going yeah. on. It was very yeah. confusing, and sometimes you know, you just miss stuff. But and, and I did. But it, it was how how that player wasn't sent off for violent conduct. I'll, I'll, I mean, I've seen tougher stuff in an ice hockey game. I mean, that was nuts. Um, I mean, the only other thing really to me about the game is is, is a certain section, but generally on Twitter, well, people saying, well, we're not at our best, but we keep winning. And I'm thinking, we've just beat Villa 4-1 away from home, scoring some really great goals. You know, what are we demanding of West Ham if we're going, well, we're not at our best? If winning 4-1 away from home, is West Ham not at our best? What is our best? Because they go, oh, we were sloppy, we give the ball away. Well, that's West Ham. We've done that forever. We've always been sloppy and give the ball away. The difference is we're winning and not losing. I'd say we are at our best. And sometimes we too many people can be overcritical, trying to pick apart every part. I know sometimes this is what we do, but, you know, trying to pick apart every little thing to say, well, he didn't do that well and he didn't do that well, but, you know, uh, on, on another day we'd have got beat. Well, we didn't. So we, we need to enjoy the Isn't that kind of what Moyes, though, is that's what sort of doing, though? Moyes is entitled to do that. He's the manager. I think we're going to learn a lot in the next six games. You know, save for the players. But his job is to keep the players... Yeah. Feet on the ground. Good. Sorry, we've got a few timing issues tonight. Probably, I think we're going to learn a lot in our next six games. Yeah, I'm. About, I'm just saying this on the WhatsApp. It's your bloody phone. Whose phone? Oh, what? Yeah, it, it, it is overlapping a bit, and I don't know what problem we've got tonight, but we are overlapping each other, so we're going to move it on. Uh, your shit internet. Yeah. We're joint third in the league, uh, as Declan Rice calls it. I know technically we're fourth. I don't think. I think we can go second. Is that right? Um, if we beat Liverpool, but depending on other results, yeah. Depending on other results, but I think unless Manchester United win seven nil. We're going to stay full for whatever happens. Is that correct as well? That's what someone told me. I haven't looked myself. It would be yeah. very hard for us uh, to be dislodged United from fourth, need to win five um, nil. even if we lose to Liverpool. Yeah, it'd be very Fair hard. Right. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to quickly... Arsenal need to win 10 nil. Wow. So, good. Hey, bring on Liverpool. Um... Before we move on, there's obviously been one big news story. Let me tell you what I know. Obviously, a Czech uh, billionaire. Um, I think his name is 
Daniel Rizkowski, and I've probably got that wrong. He's a Czech billionaire, uh, worth, Forbes say about three billion pounds, but it might be a bit more. He owns 20% of, or his investment company owns 20% of Royal Mail. He owns uh, 10% of Sainsbury's. He owns uh, 49% of Le Monde in France. He owns Casino, which is a French food. He owns a percentage of that. He owns 40% of Sparta Prague. Um, he owns a percentage or a minority of a number of companies, big companies. Um, so it's not surprising that he's looking for a minority holding at West Ham. It's believed to be 27%. That 20, 27% is to believe to be mostly new shares, with some minority shareholders giving up some of their shares, but not all their shares. Uh, that 27% is supposed well, to be... Up. How can it be... Gone. Right, hold on. How question. can it be new shares? Yeah, because he's got to be diluting existing shareholders' percentages. Yeah. So let me tell you how that works. Right. So it's a percentage of both. Right. So let's say, for example, and I'm not saying this is true because I don't know. David Gold gives up. I know ten percent. Right. And Daniel Harris, who owns a small percentage, also gives up. Right. Because his father died. I don't know how much they want to invest. He gives up percentage, or maybe even Terry Brown. Don't know. In addition to that, they issue a load more shares. Right now, any of the shareholders could buy into those new shares. So, for example, and I'm just giving you an example for speculation only. David Sullivan owns fifty-one point five percent of the shares. Now, to be a majority shareholder, he needs fifty point one. So he can dilute his shares to fifty point one and still have a controlling interest. So what he could do is dilute his shareholding, but some of the new shares that are being created, he could buy just enough shares to make it 50.1, while Mr. Grzegotsky buys a lot more shares for 150 million quid, and some of the others dilute theirs a little bit longer. Who knows, because it's all under NDA, but, but the time seemed to be on top of this and believe it's 27% for 150 million. Now... There's no option, as I understand it, to take over completely, despite some people saying that. This guy, this Czech billionaire, has got a long history of minority ownership. He's owned Sparta Prague for, I think, 16, 17 years, and still only at 40%. He owns small percentages of all these other companies without fully taking them over. So, you know, be careful what you wish for. He's an investor. Is not oh. someone who's coming in to take over. Hang on. And I also believe, I've been told that money's mostly going to go in to pay off the debt. I know Darren Lewis ran a story today going, oh, you know, David Moyes is going to get that money to spend in, um, um, you know, the January transfer window. Complete speculation and bollocks. You know, we need that money to pay off. We, we made a £65 million loss last year, £27 million before that. You've got to plug the hole sometimes. And, and an investment of 150 million does that. And, you know, that money will go off to pay debts, shareholder debts, and, and, and give a cash injection. I think it's a good thing, but I'm also told he's not the only pony in town. There are six other investors, seven in total, that are interested in a minority share. Um, he is the leader. Yeah, who would I then? I can't, I don't know, so I can't tell you, but I'm just saying that that's what I've been told. 
So, uh, but see, this is the thing. I but don't you know believe a lot about the first I, guy. I don't believe it. You don't believe it? Yeah, neither do I, I. and this is why I don't believe it. I don't believe that there are other people in town. I think this is no. false <coughs> rubbish being put out by the owners of West Ham. Uh, uh, that there are other people looking as well. The club is not talking garbage. to anyone. They, they're, they're saying no comment, and they can't. They can't guide on this. Well, they spoke to you, and they. No one's spoken to me, mate. No one's spoken to me. Club are tight-lipped. Oh, where'd you get this from? Then? Oh, Sean, your sources, nose is growing. I can hear sources, it. Sources in the industry. Look, someone's speaking I've to the Times. Got no strings to hold me up. Pe people are getting information. Oh, the Times yeah. are lifting everything from, from the Times. Then. Um, I've been in, I so have you're been, lifting everything from the Times. No, I've been talking to a journalist at the Times. That is correct, and I've been speaking to other people, other journalists, and other people who've got other sources. I'm not prepared to say any more than that. If you're going to read the tea leaves, I think ninety percent yeah. right. It's like, Cows. hey, 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 um, uh, senior sources at the club. What can you tell us about this Czech investor? Oh, well, he's just one of many. Okay, fine. We'll take that on, uh, uh, you know, let's take that at face value for a minute. Then, consequently, every other story that's coming out, whether it be on Claret and Hue or in the more mainstream media, is only about this guy. So, if you're kind of looking through the, you know, th going down the rabbit hole on it, well, yeah, you'd th there's a perfectly, it's perfectly acceptable and reasonable to think that's, that the club would want us to think or want the world to believe there's all sorts of people interested but if there are journalists real journalists are really good at finding things out like this and somehow some way at least one of these other seven names would have appeared somewhere but it hasn't this guy seems to be front and center on every story that comes out i think nigel is spot on i think these other six or seven people that are being mentioned are phantoms they don't exist they're Night of the Living Dead, and this is the guy in the room talking about speculation. You're, you're, and that's you're, you're, you're talking without any knowledge or any sources whatsoever, Dave. Do you know what? I'd say you are as well. I said, I think. I said, mm. I think. That's what I believe based on what I see and what I read. Again, if Look, there well, are, let's say he's the I only mean, how guy. many stories a day are on Claret and Hugh let's about this? Say. And you, you like <laughs> you right. like your content, and you have right, two or three <laughs> stories a let's day. You even wrote a story about his 24-year-old girlfriend and her father dying in a helicopter accident. But no, he's only one of seven. Please, <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. buy that. But you know you what? Know, what's saying we have here in New York? That and a million dollars will buy you the Brooklyn frickin' bridge. No, thank you. All right, right. So let's say he does yep. take over. Let's say he does buy minority. I'm told the majority is not for sale, right? So while I think David Sullivan lives, I don't think he's going to share his his control. Um, I think David Gold may dilute his minority, um, but he, he'll want to make sure he's still in the boardroom, and I think he will want to make sure he's still got the title within West Ham. He so, said that quite publicly. See, I've got to pick you up here. You keep... Go on. And it's a thing, yeah? You can only have 100% of the shares. You can dilute it as, as... You can, you know, throw out as many shares as you like, but percentage of ownership has to remain at 100%. Correct. If a bloke's but, buying 27%... Well, hold up, hold up. Listen, yeah? 
if if a bloke is buying twenty seven percent of the club, yeah, and Sullivan, you as you say, is going to keep fifty percent plus one. Then David Gold's got to be fucking diluting his ownership. I, I do think he will. Yeah, yeah. From. I think because Trip Smith's only got. Not you. Can't I do think believe that. I, he I'm has saying to that. be Sean. I think David Gold will well, dilute it. I've, I've not spoken to him. I do think he will dilute his ownership. Absolutely. I think David Sullivan. Well, someone's will. got who? If Sullivan's keeping fifty percent, because I think Sullivan might dilute his by one point four percent. But I don't think he would. And this is speculation. I've got to be really clear. Not from any sources or anything else. I think David Sullivan will keep a controlling interest. I think David Gold will reduce his. I think the Harris family may sell. I think possibly Terry Brown even may sell. I don't know about Trip Smith. Um, but but well, hold up. All... See, right, let's get this right then. Right, Sean, hold up. So people understand, yeah? Because when you say these may sell, these may sell, Terry Brown and Harris own 3% of West Ham combined. Uh, 3.4, actually. And actually, it was the Harris family. Oh, because, no. hang on. Uh, actually, it was the Harris family who didn't, when the lights were right issue, that didn't renew because uh, the, the chap John Harris unfortunately died at the time the rights issue was going through. His, his son Daniel is on the board. And, and that's where actually Sullivan took extra shares in that right issue. So he increased his shareholding. Now, I believe that that, that this will dilute most shareholders, but I also believe that Sullivan will buy into this new shares to make sure he's still minority shareholder. I might be wrong because no one knows exactly right, what but, the makeup is. But the, hold up. No, I know. But if you're looking at it, yeah hypothetically, as you apparently are speaking, yeah. that Sullivan's keeping 50%, this geezer is going to run 27%. That only leaves 23% of the club left. Correct. David Gold at the moment owns 35% of the Correct. club. Yeah? Correct. He's got to be diluting. I'm saying he is, we don't and know I'm what agreeing Trip with you. Smith's going to be I'm doing. agreeing Terry with Brown you. and the others. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I think he will dilute. Yeah, but the stuff. way you're going is, oh, he may be doing this and he may be doing you're that. Right. Maybe. Yeah, no, you're right. got to be. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Absolutely. 100% is right. At the end, someone's, and that's why the Times are saying, I think they're right. This is this is some selling some stock and new shares. And it's complicated. Look, let's wait to find out what happens. What is interesting? Apparently, well, though. Well, yeah, but what I will add, apparently there was a report in Czechoslovakia saying that um, within two years he aims to be majority. And I don't. Now, I'll take I, that with a pinch of salt. Yeah, it ain't I don't believe that. Well, he, himself. Hasn't, he hasn't done so. that. He's not very popular, by the way, in Sparta Prague because I think they. Someone had told me they'd won the um, championship or whatever they call it. 13 out of 17 seasons before he's take, took over and he, they haven't won it very many times since, I think four times. Um, he is the president. He is a 40% owner, but he hasn't thrown loads of money in that. Primarily, this guy is an investor. He made his money on oil, gas, distribution, energy within the Czech Republic, you know, of ex-Soviet bloc, etc. And now he's using, he's a very canny investor. He's invested in Royal Mail just before the pandemic. He's invested in Sainsbury's. You know, these are two stocks that went up in the pandemic of, you know, people needed food and people need to deliver stuff. And he made, you know, one and a half billion he owns just in those two shares. He's a canny investor. He's bought Foot Locker. 
shares. He's bought Macy's in, in the US, the department store. He's bought a percentage of them. He's just bought TF1, which is a French bro broadcaster. He owns a lot of newspapers and broadcasting in Czech Republic. You know, he's, if this is not a vanity project for him, in my view. This is an investment. But let's see. Let's see if he's the one to get over the line. And it's done. But the, the one thing I am going to say a little bit more, and I wrote a story about this. A lot of people go, oh, yeah, buy a minority. And in 2023, when the windfall tax is no more, he will then, you know, the, the owners will sell up and sell the rest of it to him. But let me tell you why. I've written a story tonight saying why that is flawed. Now, oh. and, and please don't argue straight away. But I'm going to just throw no, some I'm in. just glad you weren't going to do a lot of talking tonight. No, no, look, just yeah. tell me, because you've forgotten to put a question up. So I'm just going to fill for two more minutes, right? <laughs> so what we're going to do is they paid just under £100 million for the shares, all of the shareholders, right? I'm talking about Trip Smith. I'm talking about everything. Yeah. It's reported £100 million, right? Last year, they invested £30 million, So we're up to £130, yeah? Their stakeholder, mm -hmm. sorry, shareholder loans, which are deductible from this share, um, windfall tax, there's another 55 million, 10 for Trip Smith, 45 for the, the other two owners, right? And then there's another 150 million in the Michael Dell credit facility, right? If you add all those up, which are all deductible from the equation, you get 485 million. This is all in my article, right? The sale price, if 150 million is correct, 27%, calculate that back up, 555 million West Ham is valued at. Right. So let's say West Ham is told for 555 million. Well, that means that there's only a profit of 85 million. And under the rules of this government windfall tax, anything under 125 million, there's no tax to be paid. So there's always ways around it. If, if people are hanging on saying, oh, they'll be gone in 2023, it may, in reality, there's always ways around these. And all of these things are deductible from the equation. So it doesn't make any difference whether they sell now or 2023. My view is, while they those two are alive, they won't completely sell out. David Sullivan, while he's alive, I do not all think will sell, sell his shares. David Gold, I think, might dilute his shares. Uh, but I don't think he'll sell them completely before he dies either. And that's all I've got to say on the subject. I bet this guy has built his portfolio <laughs> with that. minority shares all over the place, as you've yes. said. So, this is what this is, is this is consistent with how he invests. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, any other business before we move? Yeah, but to then, what time? the only thing I'd say that hold up yeah, quickly before we go on. The only thing I'd say about it, it with the question, I'd be if if I was sitting down with him and I'd be going right, why are you doing it then? Because let's get this uh, at the moment. West Ham stock is possibly at its highest it has been for years. Now, which is so, it's possibly a good time for West Ham owners to sell, or even a percentage of the cup, because the shares are probably worth more now than they've ever been. So, what does he get at buying a minority share at the highest point? Is West Ham likely to be worth even more money in the future? Yeah, now, uh, yes, I think possibly, it is. but that would be unconditional on us finishing Champions League football. 
Well, so I also I think see that where much it can go much higher. Well, I do, and I, and I think that long term, a lot of people know, and canny investors like him think that when the pay per view comes, where clubs take their own broadcasting rights in the future, that's where the big payday is for someone like him. And he thinks if I take twenty seven percent of a club under, funny enough, the uh, Premier League. Uh, fit and proper tests, which is 30% with control uh, and under the 50% where you have a controlling interest of a uh, Europa competition club. Uh, so he hasn't even got, a, even though he's a president, he's not classed as having a controlling interest of Sparta Prague. We shall see. And I know there's rumours that Sparta Prague may come a uh, feeder club, but I think he will do what's good for his investment. And I think a bit, I think like Trip Smith, who everyone said was going to come in and buy the club. And, you know, we heard this all before. What's he done? He sat there quietly, you know, waiting waiting for his 10% increase in value all the time. You know, he bought it for well, under 10 million Except you always said the Trip Smith. But your thought, every time we talked about Trip Smith, I'm just r- reminding you, you always said he did it because he just loved football. This was just like, I just love football and I want to be involved in the game. And I remember telling you, <laughs> Trip Smith doesn't Trip Smith doesn't have breakfast without thinking, how yeah, can I make money he's, on this? He's, I agree yeah, with correct. you, by the way, that going forward, the pay-per-view million. option is yeah. huge. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, the pay-per-view um, is going to change the metrics of this like crazy. Yeah. Go Braves. Um, okay. Any, anything I couldn't else care be- less. <laughs> Before we go to question time. Len? No, mate. Nigel? Um, no. This is ridiculous. No, we covered it. Yeah. 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 That still feels good. good, didn't it, I love that. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's, it's great. It's great. It's a good duet. It's a question yeah, time. It'll well. be all over the place when mm. you get back. It's where you, the listeners, <laughs> With yeah, us overlapping well, each I'm, other, I'm, get to ask questions. Yeah, how many questions? Sean's, we got? Uh, somewhere, uh, his girlfriend's basement dungeon, <laughs> and he's got his dodgy internet connection. So I'll apologise now. <laughs> uh, he's probably tied up as we speak, um, and she's just standing there with like the the, the whip, and he's got the gimp mask on. Hence why he sounds so bloody funny. Um, so no bubble it, bath. It, for it will sound right fine for me. Anyway. I can tell you. But we'll start with Twitter because Dan. Yeah. All right. uh, Dan thirty one sixty forty three forty has got a fantastic picture of himself now, so we can see what he looks like because it's a lifelike creation by Mister Leonard. Uh, he said, "Would you go full strength Thursday versus Gink to ensure the group is one?" and play a second string the last two matches, or would you play a similar side to the last game with us playing fellow title contenders Liverpool on Sunday? Brady out! Brady out! Right. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. Dave, you can go first. Full Freddy strength Thursday versus Genk. Or, or keep it. As, or, or does Moy stick to what he's been doing? Moy should stick with what he's been doing because I think he's done such a great job of, you know, using the early part of the season when maybe the fatigue factor isn't quite a problem yet to build up those points in Europa League. I think he can just, it's working. So you keep doing it. If he, I mean, if we're six points up in a little mini league with only three games to go, I, th I think he can use that squad on Thursday and play the full strength. Go with the, the first A-plus team on Sunday against Liverpool. That's what I would do. That's what I would expect them to do. A-minus, you mean? A-plus against Liverpool. A-minus against, uh, yeah, against uh, Gank. Or B-plus. Yeah. Yeah. Jay? Oh, well, I didn't hear the question. Now you you cut out a little bit, so. Oh right, uh, yes, because you hear me it. through Sean's dodgy internet. Um, I'd, yeah, sounds. Would like you it. go full strength? Yeah, would you go full strength Thursday against Genk to ensure the group is won? Oh. And and. I'm oh, not sure what full strength is anymore, to be honest. Um, hmm. I'm confident whoever we put out with Genk, but I can I understand the question, and I wouldn't mind seeing that get the job done. Apparently, the, the this it's the timing of this is really good because if when we get through the last sixteen, I actually believe that if we were still in the League Cup, it's pretty much after that's done. Yes. So the next round of the League Cup is the 22nd of December. Um, 
and which because and I'm saying that because I'm pretty damn sure Spurs are playing on the Sunday um, in the Premier League, so they won't play Sunday Tuesday. So they'll have to play our game on the Wednesday, the twenty second. Um, so we finished the UEFA Cup in the first week of December. Is it not the ninth of December? I think we finish. So. Um, realistically speaking and then I think if we win the group we don't start again till the end of February I believe so um, me personally if I'm looking at the next few games um, I did the, if we can beat Genk 3-0 at home with the B plus team as I like to call it I'd stick with the B plus team and I'd like to see what we can do against Liverpool with, with our with with our best players, with basically the eleven he started, keep the same eleven. Um, that's where I'll go. Would you consider, because Lanzini was so effective coming in for Ben Rama, would you consider <sighs> maybe giving Ben Rama the the start on Thursday? You know what I mean, and then let using that rotation so Ben Rama has that kind of confidency game because he's done well in Europe. And then have Lanzini in there and his experience against Liverpool, that being the only little mini switch. But they still both get a start and the minutes and the game time to to be confident. Yeah, well, I I'm I'm not a ver- I, the only thing is I wouldn't want it to be seen to Ben Rama like he's been dropped down. If you get me drift. Um, yes, I do. Because he's a confidence player for sure at the moment. Yeah, you know, and 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 that's that's the thing. A few people was was saying that um, over in um, Facebook group that I socialise in now, Claret and Booze with the Killington brothers, uh, Ronnie and Reggie, and um, and Charlie, their sidekick Osborne, um, that that perhaps Ben Rama should should make way. And I, I and I'm looking thinking if it's if we're winning four one away from home. You can't pick individual players out that ain't doing it because we're winning, 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 and or, or not losing. Then you just stick with the you know your first team. This is what you know. We've waited ages for eleven realistically that picks itself week in, week out. We're we're, we're lucky that we got no injuries, and that that's that's how I see it. Is that you you don't deviate from that. Um, until things start to go awry, and not at the first point of it going awry. What do you think, Sean? Really? Yeah, that's great. Fantastic. Muted people. He's got his head in the fridge. Finally, shut the man up, hasn't it? Yes, he he's probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got his head somewhere. I'm not sure it's a fridge if he's in the dungeon, but we don't want to know. Uh, good question, though, Dan. Uh, shut uh, it. Oh, yeah. She's letting yeah, the fridge door. Yeah. Uh, We're fucking There you go. Thank you. Yeah, because um, someone did ask that question. Who was it? It was Greg Morgan. Did say Brady out. Brady out. Greg asked, is Sean huge or massive? Sorry, is West Ham huge or massive? Um, I don't like this all this massive stuff. I hate I, I Do you know what? I really think science should be kept out of football. This is yeah. everyone's saying this we are massive and it's so un West Ham, isn't it? 
When do yeah, we? Yeah. How do we respond with this big club thing from Tottenham? And here we are doing the same thing. Well, yeah, that that's why I didn't like the people sort of nitpicking about, oh, we weren't at our best, because it's almost like we're coming a bit like Spurs fans, where we're never happy. Let's be happy. Yeah, come on, fellas. <coughs> there you it's go. It's me and you, Nigel. Yeah, I yeah, know. Right. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. Len, trust me, I don't know how to do it, but I'm certainly trying. You're never happy. Dave, Dave. Dave you're the king of the miseries. Come on. <laughs> I know this is very difficult. I don't. I only know fear and relief. This is not easy, did, but I'm yeah. really trying. Oh, I'm point. I'm watching, really I trying. Must admit. Mm. All right, over to Facebook anyway. So uh, Ed Hughes is first up. Um, he used to like a bit of squirrel. Thank you. Still uh, does. Hope you all back. Yeah. Well, I hope we're all back tonight. Well, booties ain't. We've brought in the sub. Uh, he's then asked, which shareholder is selling up for the check billionaire? Will this signal the end of Brady? Well, that's to be seen. You've just heard us discuss it, Ed. So uh, we, we don't need to dwell on that, I'm afraid, because we've literally just covered it. <coughs> Nicholas Harvey, who's got a little diamond and a top fan, he says, Hadjodge Kluchi. Uh That's it, lads. In Czech, by the way. There you go. Uh I, I bet he used Google Translate to do that because I don't think they really study Czechoslovakian language up in Yorkshire. Uh, it's not just goals <laughs> that are fun. Apparently, penalties are fun too. Uh, excellent from our second team versus City and great penalties from everyone. All right, here we go. Not at our yeah. fluent best versus Villa. What? But really enjoyable performance, full of grit and determination and genuine team spirit. Uh, as you would have heard, ours, he's put Halsey's forearm smash on four nails, not a red card. The use of VAR getting worse. Uh, he says, I'm sure you've talked about Daniel Kretinsky, um, but is but initially it's all likely to do is convert the debt that GSB have accumulated into shares. So patience will be required. Well, you've just heard Sean say that. Mind you, I'm sure someone who lived in Green Street told me we would be debt free at the Olympic Stadium. Well, mm. actually, he didn't say that. What they said was we will be bank debt free. Now, we can argue whether we're bank debt free as well, actually, with the money we borrowed from Michael Dell. But that was what they said would happen. And how they got round that was they actually converted the bank debt into their loans that they charged interest on. There you go. Uh, I see there was a new low on Claret and Spew this week. A new story because a man liked to tweet. A new and new low. what you're talking about. No, <laughs> we don't, we don't read it. We just get sent it. Then we get sold. Sean, don't publish that, and then he doesn't listen to us. That's generally yeah. our contribution, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That's it, yeah. And then we go, told you so, when people... Yeah, it was Lingard. Lingard liked to tweet about Aston Villa memories. Oh, right. I think I oh, right. yeah, that's you when you was muted. That. Thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, qu yeah. Question, he says, do those of us who laughed when Moyle said win, that's what I do, Nan needs to eat a large slice of humble pie. Um, I know I don't. I don't. Oh, I don't think if you laughed when he said that, I don't think you have to eat humble pie. Because let's face it, when he said that, 
he hadn't been a great winner. He didn't win, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. He's been a serial loser, in fact. So, yeah, so let's... So, let's you have to take comments when they're made in in uh, at the time they're made, when people respond to it, and not keep shoving them yeah. down their throat. When three years or a year later, no. he's turned it around. We just celebrate he's turned it around. Am I wrong? Yeah. yeah. No, oh, great. Right. Willie, celebration no, pie, not humble pie. Yeah, that's it. Dave can have apple pie. There you go. Yeah. I like blueberry, if given the choice. Oh, overrated fruit blueberry. Eh, good blueberry pies. I good don't mind a blueberry. It's delicious. Good in a muffin. Delicious. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Blueberries are good. We have local uh, blueberries here that are really good. That's good to know. Uh, another top fan is Dodsey, who you've heard is a way day uh, update already. He's put. He, he's another one who thinks we're massive. Um, oh. All right, my anthems. How you doing? Welcome back, Len. He says we've all missed you. Which Thank you very we, much. We did. Uh, Thank uh, you. In last week's podcast, Sean said I went on. Jesus, pot kettle black. We do go on dots, don't you? Yeah, uh, you Len do Nigel, go on, how does much he? time on? He does. Uh, then he then says, Len, how much time on the podcast do you think you could save if you didn't have to repeat the questions because Sean can't be asked to listen as he's eating or googling porn. Good oh. half hour. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's put, what has been your favourite game this year and why? Sweet. He says, mine was Rapid Vienna for the light show atmosphere the way we played and the sheer madness of it. I'm Got a favourite game? Going. Mm. I was thinking that today. I'm going to go um, the first European game, actually. I thought we were outstanding. I come a bit as the Croatians, but I can't remember the name of the team. Yeah, Zagreb. Or why? Zagreb. Two yeah. Zagreb. I thought we were outstanding. 2-0. And against uh, Leicester, we were, uh, could have been our best performance I've seen for many a year. The Leicester game. Yeah, I was going to say Leicester purely, but the fact it was choice. the first game yeah. for two two years that everybody we was there. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, it was just such a. Um, we played so good. Such a, yeah, the fans. I think everybody was back, so the fan, the atmosphere was 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 as good as it gets in that stadium. Um, and Dodds is one last thing. He said, can I suggest on one of the matches just before Christmas, we organise a more than just a podcast members meet-up so we can put some names to faces. He's put maybe by the Heineken bar underneath the video screen. Faults. Could have a problem with that, but, you know, it's a good idea. Well, yeah, to be discussed, Dodds. Yeah. Uh, and he finishes you know with... No one likes to keep a low profile, Dodsy. Yeah. Nice idea. Brady idea. out. Brady out. Brady well, out. Well, what I think it is, I'm is because I, I managed to pair him up with Ian Wiley, you know, don't they, they, they love a little chat now they've met. I think it was it was, it was was good to see people that sort of know who they are but had never met. So uh, it was good yeah. for me to step back and watch them connect. 
Yeah. Go on, Dave. I was going to throw my favorite game in because I was thinking that first game at Newcastle because we rarely do well up there. And then when we and then we yeah, give up that early okay. goal. And then it was as, as collectively the team went, oh, you know what? Screw this. We're better than you. And that's the end of it. And we just like just steamrolled them for the rest of the day. And it was 4-2 going away. I mean, like we, we, the longer it went, they're lucky it was only 90 minutes. It was, you know, it was a 120-minute game. It would have been 6-2. to two. I, I, That was my favorite game because that was when I, it was the first game I sat up and took notice. Like, wait a minute. This is, this could be good this year. This, okay. 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 That was my favorite game. That first game against Newcastle. Mm. Uh, which was a good win considering their record, Newcastle. Um, Michael Levy Jr. says, Evening all, congratulations to Lynn on the Mark Noble painting. Superb. It was super. I must admit, when you sent that video, um, I don't think my wow really expressed what I thought when I see it because I knew you could draw. I just never knew you could paint. Um, that was uh, Sorry, mate. that was really good, mate. If I can say that, you, you Mark Noble painting. Thank you. I, I, yeah. I was Is muted. Good? Sorry. Speechless. Um, thank you very You're much. Welcome. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what Michael Levy Jr. said as well. That it was superb. Oh, thank you, Michael Levy. I'm getting a lot of nice comments about that. Is this thank a direction you. you're looking at? Going forward, people may be... Because I, I think you'll have a queue of people, to be fair. It come at, it, well, funny enough that um, someone asked me how much they were. But um, I wasn't expected to come out that well, to be honest. Um, so we'll have to sort of uh, wait and see. Mm. Probably. Uh, it, it was nice to sort of mm. not have a screen burning into my eyes, I must admit. So I'd like to, you know, I get I'm 50 yeah. years old next year. I, d- I don't nice know if you know. Well, welcome to the club, but I don't. No, there, there's a big market for it. There, there's a, a bloke I follow on Facebook called Paul Tam, and I've got three of his prints of the bowling ground. That he, it, his, his paintings are superb. Yeah, of, I mean, I could of uh, football grounds. I, I could offer prints and the original, couldn't I? I'll have a think about it. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I think you've. I'll have a think. You, about it. Let me know if, if, if yeah, if having you're, you there, mate. Yeah, if yeah, if you are would be interested, let me know. Obviously, they take a bit longer than my usual thing, but I can offset it back. Offset that with enjoyment, really. Do you know the funny yeah. thing about it was one of the things that made me do it was I was sitting next to Dylan Tombidi's mum at an event. Um, a few weeks back, and she said to me, D- "Do you do you do art as a hobby or, or for a living?" I said, "No, I've always done art to make money. I left school and worked in, worked in the ad industry and become a, a storyboard artist. So I've always kind of done it for a living." But I said, "I thought stuff. It just sounds quite sad when you think about it, because I've never really uh, people do enjoy art, and I probably don't enjoy it enough. So I thought myself over Christmas I'll." I um I might give it a go and and I'll put it out on Facebook like for people 
you know, would you like to see me paint? And I was, honestly, I was expecting no response at all. And I think I've had over 120 comments. <laughs> so I was, yeah. I was really surprised. I but you my, never know uh, with this trade. My comment, yeah. I like my, your my idea. Sean uh, no, someone, the one who like... said the... <laughs> Oh no, not that one. No, I like the the Upton oh. Park idea. That was a good one. That will, yeah, but, uh, yeah. It came yeah. a better than I thought. I'm still here, you know. You don't have Somebody's to uh, right. insult me. Yeah. No, that will. We don't the, want the, the, um, to feel left out, Sean. We, we insult you when you're here, when, when you're not. Yeah. My brother thinks it's a fluke. You know, then I said to him, "I've got to varnish it," and he said, "No, don't varnish it. Don't varnish. Don't touch it. You're never doing nothing like that as good as." Like that again. And I think, thanks fucking very much. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Well, the great thing, Len, about, like, the kind of stuff that you do, it just, you you always get to, you know, if you have it, like, you did that family portrait for me, and, like, I have it as one of my Apple Watch faces, you know, and it's just Do you really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, I can just swipe over and have one of... It's the four. It's just me, the wife, and the kids, um, at, yeah. in front of uh, in front of Upton Park, and then there's the one with Sean and Nigel in it, and I that's a bit longer, so I have that as a screensaver. One of the ones I can use on my Mac, and it's yeah. just the art you do is something that's like if you just want to have that little. I mean, it may sound a little, you know, whatever. I don't know, cheeky, whatever, but it isn't. Just a little pick me up. Like, yeah, I just kind of want to think it, about uh, that. I want to be part of that for like, a moment. Yeah. And that's yeah, what you yeah. do. And I, I like, if I want to, like, like, I haven't been there in a while. And, yeah, I mean, you can, you know, give me stick for it. That's fine. I was not in the best of moods not being able to come over with John for that trip. That was tough. And I get to just swipe over and we go, know, okay, that's why we that just makes me remember some really good things. <laughs> and your pictures do that. Yeah, I know you did. Yeah. But I also understand, like, now, oh. because of the success, like... <laughs> I'm sure there's like, you know, machine gun turrets waiting for me at Heathrow. You know, it's some people just, oh, there he is. Just you gun think? him down. We can't, you know, he can't take the risk. But I love that. Yeah. I love your pictures for that stuff. I have it all over the place. Oh, thank you, mate. I've, yeah, I've sold stuff. a lot now. Sold a lot now. Yeah. And I still enjoy doing them, don't get me wrong. It's great, especially now I'm working from home. It's great stuff. To do something like that. I mean, working with other people now, sort of as part of a team now, I really couldn't do that from sort of from home. I mean, I, I don't like people much as it is. <laughs> so when they're telling me what to do when I'm in my own house, I mean, I, I'd like them in small doses, you know, hour and a half here and there. Yeah. But to sort well, of work I'm lucky with people from home. I, I, I feel very lucky you've drawn me in so many things. And um, I, one of my favourite ones is me with John Lowe and Billy Bonds, which you drew in a film thing or whatever. And uh, that movie one, the everybody's second favourite was that where I it was? Everybody's second team. Yeah, you're in that me, night. Yeah, everybody's second team. Yeah, he's, me, I watched yeah, that. He's me and, and Nigel's everywhere. He's in every crowd <laughs> scene. But you know, yeah. you did that one really large one, Len, where it's like you know, like literally, like hundreds of people, and it. And I like I looked at the bottom left hand corner and I'm like, wait a minute, that's my yeah, son. There. And there's like my yeah. boy Sam. And, and I pointed it out to him. him. He's like, oh my, that's me. <laughs> like it was a lot of yeah. yeah he, he gets a kick out of yeah. it. Yeah, it's great. It's great stuff. There yeah. you go. Nice one. Here we go. Christmas right, is coming, John everyone. Osborne, super. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Johnny Osborne, 
the the the, the mile end Ian Bishop <clears throat> uh, says, "Have you got a favourite?" I'll ask Dave this. Dave, have you got a favourite cult hero, West Ham player? He's put must be from left field, not the obvious choices. Now I don't think that means he had to play on the left, even though this is Johnny Osborne asking it. Um, so a cult hero. Would you put Lazaridis as a cult hero? Because I loved watching him play early when I first started following the club. I loved Stan Lazaridis. I just, I I mean, I also had a strange, like, I I liked watching Steve Lomas's, like, kind of grit. And and I know I'm not the best player out here, but I'm going to give 105% and run till I drop. Um, mm. It was always fun, like taking bets at my local pub. Like, how many minutes until Repka gets a card? It was just like a game we would play. I, I, I don't know if either, if any of them are cult heroes in the obvious way that oh, somebody like Julian yeah, Dix might be. Is, is your person? Is is your personal? Is it Dix? I wouldn't say he's a cult hero because he's, he's in legend. He's a hero, hero. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say then for know, me, I'm going to go Stan Lazaridis. Nice oh, one. Mm-hmm. Crossy for me. Gave, yeah, I mean, Lazaridis gave me one of my favourite ever away day wins, which was in Newcastle. Um, it was. Is that uh, like a forty-five yard belter? Like, it was. It was so. I think Shaka Rizlot was in goal, off the top of my head. Even though something tells me actually it may have been Shay Givens' debut or something like that. But yeah, it was a cracker from out wide. Totally unexpected. It's way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three away games uh, in a season, and like Sunderland fans, I was staying with Sam and Molly, who was a baby, out by the airport, and in the pub after the game, we, you know, we got inundated with drinks. Um, it was fantastic. Um, I'm sure Dal Gleish was the manager, so. Um, because I was surprised they didn't like Dalglish. People forget Dalglish managed Newcastle after Keegan. Um, so that would be you got you got anyone? Jay? Oh, you said Crossy. Crossy, yeah. I think he's the quintessential cult hero, Crossy. Mm. Especially as far as West Ham goes. But and he's a mate, so it's even better. Hmm. Yeah, I'd, uh, about you, yeah, Nigel. I'd have him. Well, it's a, a, a cult hero for me. Yeah, that's a tough one. George Paris, probably. Yeah, um, I get that. I remember his debut. Um, mm. His debut against Liverpool, <coughs> uh, which was last game of the season. It was Frank Lampard's last game for West Ham, and it was almost like the batons old handed over from the old school to the new school. And George broke through halfway through 85, 86 then. And um, I just loved the way he played mm. football. Um, it, you know, not the best. He knew he weren't the best, but it was the effort and and everything else. And I was lucky enough to meet him um, at a corporate thing at West Ham again. And he comes and stands by the table and uh, I then, you know, like usual for me, I go, oh, mate, I remember this and I remember that. And and everybody else at the table yeah. were looking going, blimey, George, you, you're number one fancy. <laughs> I sort of knew yeah. as much about his career Funny, as he yeah, did. Yeah, he's a lot um, of memories. 
Yeah, you know, it was that just... That last-minute goal, yeah, Watford, do you remember thought, that one? Um, um ooh, does he say that? No, I don't. 87, 88, it was no. in the end of the season. Last muddy game, boring game. Ball come to him, smashed it top right corner. I mean, do people no. forget? No, he, did, he, he used to play left midfield as well. You know, he he, he did play everywhere. Sure Typical Johnny Lar player, wasn't he? But yeah, 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 which, definitely, definitely. You know, really and um, underrated, but but um, but I think well loved at the end of the day. Right, next up, it's Myrion, yeah. as uh, I learnt this week, Williams oh. or, or Dylan or Maid Marion, or Trotsky. So he's got more names than anyone, than Sean, to be fair. Um, all said with love, though, Myrion. Uh, Trotsky, who says, yesterday it was on TV, he decided not to go Villa, and he went to see Kasabian instead. Ah, there you go. What COVID-induced yeah. clashes due to reschedule events do you have? Uh... I don't know. Actually. I don't think I've got any. I've got, even though I've got to see the Levellers coming up soon and Swade uh, <coughs> in the next few weeks. He said at the gig, everyone had to show their COVID status and then we're given a wristband. Does the club have any plans in place? Should plan B come into place? That'll be dictated by the Premier League, Marion. Uh, no. Now we all know Chucker's a version of Chucker's a version of fish. Uh, but does it also extend to curries? If not, what is your favourite curry dish? And the stooge can't say all of them. My favourite curry dish, me, quickly, Joe Frizzy. Um, Len, got a favourite curry dish? Dan Sack. Preferably chicken tikka Dan Sack. Dan's. Ooh, Dan's. With the lentils. Uh, what about uh, New York friends? Do you eat Indian? Tikka masala. Yo, yeah. Tikka masala. masala. All right. Biryani. Oh, female curry. Oh, oh I know. Biryani is a very good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, my. It, right. And he's then gone. A simple solution to overcrowding was given by Shedman last week. I did. Uh, video technology. An even simpler one is to have increased stewards between 113 and 114, 112 and 113. But anyway, keep the red flag flying and Brady out. Brady out. Brady out. Yeah, that's it. I see. My patience was rewarded. such a delay. Couple of things. Only a couple, says Paul It's Live Aid. I know. What's this damn hash... It's terrible, isn't it? It's like it's like we're using some Russian satellite technology from the 1980s. It's Sputnik. Paul it Turner is, says, what's this damn hashtag people are Richard using Skinner, tomorrow? Yeah. West Ham are massive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bob Harris. We can't believe that, we? It must be a it's town. It's driving me mad on social media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, second thing, Paul Turner says, Nigel said we didn't ever sing about Sam Allardyce. I'm sure I was at the Wembley in the playoff final and the DJ played Paradise by Coldplay and everybody around me was singing Allardyce. 
I, do you know what? I, I can honestly say, true. I've hated that fucking song ever since. It's true, though. And I... Well, they... Allah. Yeah. Allah. Well, anyway. Allah Dice. We'll move on. Allah. Allah. Allah Dice. Someone mute him for Christ's sake. I, I think I've probably got the biggest win rate oh, out of a certain amount awesome. of managers as well. So I think if you were, oh. you're putting it that way, that's what I do. I win. And I'm, I'm coming here to West Ham initially to try and get us wins and away from the wrong end of the table. There you go. Fucking shame. Yeah, ten podcast, questions too late, but thanks for that. Isn't it? Dear, oh dear. Uh, Ian Gravitt says... Maybe uh, he played it, maybe he played it immediately and it's such a delay. That is a long nice. delay, isn't it? Uh, uh, is Johnson out of contract in the summer? Two-year no. option. Two-year option. Right, there you go. Um, are we aware of there are a few players with a few months left? His performances deserve a decent pay-wise. Brady out. Brady out. Brady out. Brady out. Uh, Paul Nolan, beep, beep, he says, uh, this season continues to get better and better. He supported West Ham since he was seven in 1975, and this is one of the best teams I have seen. He then goes, or is it? I love the team of the early 80s and the team of 86, but it's great to watch at present. Question to use all. Where do you think this team ranks for you in your all-time supporting? Uh, so, where does this team rank? Dave, you get the least to think about because I'm coming to you first. First. I, I know that's tough because I, yeah, it's got I, to be I, I probably will bring in a lot of scorn. I mean, it's been, what, 30 years? The, the, the Harry teams were a lot of fun because we could win 4 nil and then go lose 5-1 because it was just... This year was magical, but also, you know, had those bizarre down... I, I just feel like this team including the structure bringing in somebody like Rob Newman you know the metaphor uses this is the healthiest I think I've ever experienced a West Ham team like like some unhealthy person every so often they're like ah, I'm on a new diet and exercise thing for a few months they look really good and then they go off the boil and something happens a few years later this West Ham club primarily because Moyes told Primarily Sullivan, get out of my way. Leave me alone. Let me do my job. And if you want to do the job one day, then just fire me. Okay? But as long as I'm here, just shut up, go away, and then judge. And that's the, I, 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 this is my favorite. I, I know that's an easy thing to say, but I think we are more stable and in a better place now than at any time since I started in 1990. Great. Thanks for that, Dave. Why use two words like my favourite when you can use 32? Um, Len? <laughs> I think it was more than that. I think this yeah, current team would find a way to beat any previous West Ham team. And that's something. Although it, 
it might not be my favourite, but that says more about me than it than it does the, the, the team. Because my two favourite teams are the '81 mm. team and the '86 team. Both different parts of, uh, of my life, really. Mm. The '86 team, and as an adolescent, you really took took more in, if you know what I mean. Um, so they're my two favourite mm. teams, but I think the current team could find a way of beating the pair of them. Brooklyn and all. They're just steamrollers, this lot. Yeah. There are mm. like, used to... Yeah, I, I, I... Am I wrong, or...? No. What do you think? No, no I, I... You understand I, I, what I'm been... saying, don't you? No. I... 100%. Yes, yeah, I do understand what you're saying. I, th- I think, I think you generally what the the people you grow up with watching are the, and they make you fall in love with the club are the people that you would always yeah. turn to as to being the ones. I mean, I look back to you know the the, the late seventies for me, which moved into the early eighties. This team, I think, is probably sitting around fifth or sixth. I would put. Um, the Di Canio West Ham of Sinclair Di Canio you know yeah. uh, uh, Joe Cole it says such, more about us though um, doesn't it we never know yeah you know I'd, I'd put that above this this team it is possibly the best all round team from from back to front but yeah. I'd, I'd I'd still if, you, if, if I was getting in my TARDIS and, you know, in 10 years' time, if I'm getting in my TARDIS and I'm going back, you know, I'm going back to, like, you know, 1978. <laughs> you know, that's where I'm going back to. Um, and, boy, were we I crack can make that happen, nice. Yeah. Yes, you can. <laughs> uh, Adam Levitt wants an update on season ticket cards. Ad, it ain't going to happen, mate. Um, we've asked and asked and asked and the club are two-faced scumbags for this lying scumbags I would happily, uh, I'd happily add but I'm afraid um, sometimes we have to admit defeat and I think we're going to have to admit defeat on this um, don't matter how big the queues are don't matter how shit show it is getting in they don't care yeah. uh, and one you day see, when the older fans say yeah when the older fans say they don't give a fuck about fans. This is what they mean. I know they mm, get angry yeah. about it, but now you're seeing what the older fans mean, and that's why some of them don't turn up. Because there's not one incident of this that we're seeing is they come tumbling after each other. But I oh, you're a young man, mate. Uh, you just... Yeah, you got a lot more enjoyment to have than us. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Next up, it's Ian Wiley. He says, great results, Sunday. It's just like to say, thought the elbow to four nails should have been a straight red. I thought, I thought most of us did. And the other one they did award the red card was more questionable. I hope we keep the run together. You've heard our thoughts already, Ian. Um, and then on the takeover, it will be a shared dilution if it happens, won't it? Some more shares added, not necessarily individuals giving up their shares, as most people seem to be thinking. But as I pointed out, Ian... You know, an hour ago, you still can only have 100% of the shares. So even if it's a dilution, he's buying a percentage of the shares. So actually, people have to give up their percentage. Uh, 
um, even if they keep the same amount of shares that they own. Uh, next up is Ricky Payne. He, he says, evening, gents. Great win yesterday. Do you think we should look at a slight change in formation against Liverpool? Uh, he thinks perhaps having a 5-4-1 to stop their attacking power down the wings. And then happy birthday yesterday for his dad, Martin Payne. Happy birthday, Martin Payne. We pulled happy it out birthday. the Atria with a great win. There you go. Right, quickly then, 5-4-1. <coughs> should we play three centre-backs with with um, Johnson and Creswell? Or or even play Creswell and bring Masuaku in out wide for sake of midfield player? Against Liverpool. I don't think we'll see Masuaku play again, to be honest. Right, OK. I agree. Oh. <coughs> All right. <laughs> Does, so, do we think we should go 5-4-1 or stick to what we're doing? Ain't break Stick to what we're doing. Right, I think okay. we need to be okay. more aggressive against Liverpool than last time we played them. Mm. So, stick to what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we gave them too James. much space last year. <coughs> well, hopefully we won't make that mistake. I think by having the five in the middle, hopefully it will strangle their space. But I think their front three are just, they are that. Uh, Christopher James says, good day, gents. Giving away probably. Good day, mate. From. Uh, firstly, thank you as always for the podcast. It's a highlight of my week. My question is, can you recommend some good pubs, places to watch the game? and get the fan vibe for when I get over to the UK, hopefully next year. Thanks again and take care. Well, Chris, London's a big for fan vibe. I can recommend a certain stadium in Stratford that's got bars. Uh, and you won't get any better vibe. Did we have this question last time? Aside from... Did we? I don't know. I d it's hard. I don't really watch West Ham in a pub to know where the best pub to watch West Ham is. Um... Perhaps when you get over, nearer the time, let us know where you're living and we can point you in the right direction. If it's east, generally, I suppose pubs are... If you go to the Vic Tavern, you won't go wrong. I'm sure they'll have the games on, down in Plasto. Um, Barry Meikle says, Good evening from Canardia. He actually did put that. Uh, can we take a moment to acknowledge David Moyes is now our most successful permanent manager in terms of win rate? 49 wins from 111 games. He's putting, I'm counting Man City's a win, even if the stats websites weren't. We weren't a win, Baz. I don't want to split airs with you, but we didn't win the game. It was a draw. Nil-nil. We won a penalty shootout. It don't count. Oh, is anyone else annoyed that there's a free kick right on the edge of the box and the ref lines the wall up at the penalty spot six yards away? I go on about this all the kick time. Had nowhere to go. Yeah, you see, that, that happened against. We had um, Man City had one against us, and we must have been seven or eight yards away from the ball. How can you not do it? There's like an 18 yard box. Uh, it, you can see where people are supposed to be standing and then the ref still doesn't count it. Who cares? No one. All done now, isn't right. it? Mm. I, don't, I, do, I am noticing that, though. Mm. Yeah, I must admit, I did not pay attention. So, uh, I couldn't say where Chris Wills... I, I noticed he's not taking his free kicks that well, though, as he used to. Uh, next Deck up, we've got John Mackay. 
Who did? Akai Makai. Declan. Yeah. He had a good free kick that the keeper saved. Again, oh, right. right inside the post. Not a Stuart Pearce one, that one. Or Julian Dix one. Yes. More Stuart <laughs> Pearce. Yes, so back. John, John yeah. Mackay. Evening all, he says. Okay, he said, first off, well done, Nigel, for pronouncing my name correctly last week. It's normally only the jocks that get it right. Ha, ha, ha. I've known a few Mackays in my time. The Mackays from Sky, I believe. Uh, secondly, you're a, a porridge fan as well, though, aren't you? Uh, I do love a bit of porridge. Yeah, of course, Mackay yeah. was in that. Yes. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd avidly watch it now. It's on Netflix. Um, it's a history lesson for us, boys. We finished six or higher on just six occasions. Football existed for the Premiership, Sean. So I'll ask the same question yeah. as last week. We've never managed back-to-back's top six finishes and no manager has ever managed more than one, Greenwood and Lowe included. So if we at least repeat last season, would it make Moyes our best ever manager? Again, I'm going to double-check this, John, because I swear, uh, at least on two occasions under Greenwood, we finished sixth. So you've set me a challenge, John, that I will take up. Um, I don't know how you can make Moyes our best ever. Premier League era, he's approaching it. Even though, you know, I did enjoy the Red Knack years. But, um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, he's our best man. I, I think we 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 recall the red nap era with claret and blue glasses. We must have averaged three away wins a year under red nap. Moyes is outclassing the man. Sorry, he has to be our best mm. Premier League manager. He needs some silverware glory to sort of go up against Lyle and Greenwood. That's not that's what football's about. You know, if winning's what he does, we wouldn't mm. want to see him hold something. And when that happens, you're going to have to give it that consideration. It's something that we never thought we'd see in this era. No. Well, I think we discussed this Friday night on Claret and Booze. I'm trying to remember now. I think we did. I think I said that's. Think that's what I said. If you put silverware on the table, I think then he, he's 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 got a big shout. But until he does that, I think he he, he won't have it. Um, Cheeky Lions old Stevie Lions he says evening gents and the doggy man we've muted him though wow just wow what has happened to my beloved West Ham we're no longer some Mickey Mouse team of people starting to notice what job David Moyes is doing in all honesty I always said Moyes should have been given a chance can you imagine what or where we could have been had he had the Pellegrini money perhaps it was meant to be and it could have all gone horribly tits up, but thank fuck he came back to us. I heard on Talk Sport today, I don't know who it was said it, that actually West Ham needed to go through Pellegrini to actually go through what we're going through now. Probably that, right. That it's possible. Without the yeah. mistakes of Pellegrini, we wouldn't be on the journey we're on. Probably and right. I, and there was a bit, yeah, I sort of thought, yeah. Uh, th- 
Cheeky then says, it's made me seriously consider going to a game at the London Stadium. Not because I'm a glory in that, but just feel the good atmosphere that's surrounding this amazing team. Steve, I'm telling you, mate, get yourself a ticket to a game. You know, I ain't ever going to sing the praises of the place, but it's where we play. And and, and those people that... that I, I get people why people don't want to go there. But all you're doing is cutting your own nose off to spite your face, honestly. It may be the worst place I watch football, but it's still better to be there than not to be there. Except on a Wednesday night when we're playing Man City in the cup and I've got to be in work at six o'clock in the morning. But apart from that, you know, get yourself over there. And he finishes by saying, Len, your Mark Noble canvas is the absolute dog's bollocks. Absolute raw talent from a legend. And that legend, Thank you I very believe, much. is you, sir. Thank you very much. All I've got to do is die. It might be worth a couple of quid. Or cut an ear off. Um, <laughs> then try and keep your glasses on. Uh, Sean. It's good we can skip this question. Charlie yeah. Hawks says, Sean, I can answer. Said, oh. I can answer. Sean, you said that Kretinsky isn't the only new investor in talks. Do you know what others are and what what the percentage will they be taking? Well, Charlie, we could say yeah. Don't listen to him. If there were others, it would all be public. It would have been fronted up. There ain't going to be others. It's just old Kretinsky buying his 27%. We Sean. shall see. There you go. We shall see. Next up, top fan with a little diamond at the top. It's Belinda. Kai, 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 kai. Keith is not heard from your bell. Welcome back. Hello, Belinda. <gasps> Even in peeps, she says, the Greek goddess... He's back from donating blood where she had a club biscuit with a cup of tea, an orange one to boot. Uh, no criticism, good, because she's just Class. enjoying the ride as we all should. If reports are true and Conte is the new Spurs manager, do you think it changes the outlook for the Carabao Cup? Oh, yes. And as you know, Mr. K is a Liverpool Definitely. Fan. This weekend, she's in a divided ass. Mr. K will be with me at the game, sitting on his hands and hopefully crying, loving the show. Well, Belt, I see you and I see you holding hands with your husband. At least we all know who the scarcer is to point the finger at him when they go 3 1 up. Loving the show. Loads of kisses. Uh, mm. Do you think Conti will make a difference quickly? Definitely. New manager. I don't counts. think it should have that. Dave. Oh yeah, I said yeah. He'll he'll help. He everywhere he goes, oh, well. he he does. He wins. But like you said last week, Nigel, I think, you know, when you go from Pochettino to then Mourinho to Espirito Santo, that's not the trajectory of a club that's no. like on the rise. And that, you know, I think they messed up with Kane. I think I think Levy. Me too. Screwed that up big time for a supposedly very smart businessman. He he blew that one big time, and it's well, he might they might be rescuing yeah, it with Conte. You know, we'll, we'll see. I yeah. think that to bring a name in like him to keep Harry Kane happy. If the idea is to keep Harry Kane, um, I think it makes it for me quickly. Top four's up for grabs. Or oh, sorry, not top four. Fourth spot 
is up for grabs. I think us, Man U, Arsenal, Tottenham are the people that are all looking at fourth spot. And from what I've seen so far, 20 points up to 10 games, quarter of the way through the season. Can we get 70 points? I mean, if we can get the 70 points, that's more points than we've ever had, more points than last season. And teams have improved. So even if we finish fifth on 70 points, it's still going to be our best ever season. But to top four, the fourth spot is there for the taking. Um, and we'll learn more about where this club is uh, or where we could possibly be um, after this weekend. So... It'll be interesting playing last against Liverpool as we'll know what we've got to do with the last Premier League game of the weekend. Next up, Ted Sexton, Dave Sun says, Evening, boys. Surely it was two reds. Comments, please. That's the type of question we love, Dave. Ted, sorry. Short and sweet. Uh, well, you've heard our comments about it, actually. Um, no. Uh, Ziggy Stardust, David Jones, Evening, or would you add and leave it? We knocked both the Manchester teams out of the League Cup. Level on points for City. It's a good job we've got another easy game on Sunday once we turn over Genk. Does Johnson keep his place for the bin dippers or Kufal come back in? Brady out. Brady out. Uh, quickly, I'll go. Brady Johnson out. will stay until um, until he loses his... Well, until we have a bad game. I mean, it could be and he stays until after Liverpool. Who knows? We'll see. Next up... Uh, Ash Sumter, evening. He says, tell Sean to stop talking when he's eating. Cheers, Brady out. Well, we've tried, Ash. Brady out. To, uh, believe me. Uh, Brady out. Yep, thank you very much. Stuart Lynn starts with, thank you very much. He did start with that. Uh, did any of you go to Villa Park yesterday? No. And if so, were any you in the upper tier with no beer? No. Uh, what was all that about? Alcohol in the lower tier, but not in the upper. Ridiculous. We all sobered up halfway into the first half after a few cans on the coach on the way up. The only disappointing part of an otherwise fantastic day. Uh, the team is something to be proud of and was such an happy hammer. All hail the Moisire. And last for tonight, sorry if you get cut, but we are up against it. The time Andrew Barker says, uh, evening gents, he was at the Villa game yesterday. And admits watching Declan Rice coming over to the fans at the end of the game to give his fan his match shirt. He's loving life as a West Ham player as the whole away end was singing his name. Could this be enough to help keep him for another contract? Brady out. Brady out. We get Brady top out. four, it might be enough. Yeah. We're on an upward trajectory. Mm, I don't know. And you've got to look at the teams that that would, would, that would go to him. And the, the only downside is is that if Chelsea did come calling, and I'm not saying I think they would, the way I see it is the only team he'll leave us for is Chelsea. I don't think he'll leave us for Man United. I don't think he'll leave us for Arsenal. I don't even think he'll leave us for Man City, to be honest. I don't. Um, but if Chelsea came calling, I think he could leave us. I think there's a draw there. But I think, you know, we've seen how much he loves the club. Uh, any other thoughts? No. Uh, thus endeth this week's Facebook, Twitter question time. Wow. Predictions. Liverpool. Well, wow. well. So Genk and then Liverpool. Um... Let's start with you, Lim. 
Uh, I think we'll beat Genk. I'm going to go for 1-0. I think we might hold out for a 0-0 against Liverpool. Okay. I've seen enough from us to be more confident this time. Thank you. Dave? I think we'll beat Genk. 2-0. And I think it'll be a slugfest on Sunday against Liverpool. 2-2. Ooh. Shepan? Uh, Genk, um, 2 1. We can see their first goal. And Liverpool, uh, ooh, it's a tough one because I, I, I think the run has to end and it will end on Sunday. 3 uh, 1, Liverpool. I'm going to go um, 3-0, Genk, uh, no conceded goals, and I'm going to go 1-0, Liverpool. Um, thank you for my story earlier about um, that uh, this season has actually surpassed what Bilic did in 2015-2016. Uh, by the same time, I know there was one extra game, uh, Bilic, by the 31st of October, had had three losses to uh, Moise's two losses, but of course he had been knocked out by Astragugu of the um, Europa and knocked out by Leicester City out of League Cup. So when you take that into account, he's having a far better season than that great season in 2015-2017. In I'm pretty That's sure awesome. no one's ever won anything in November though, Sean. Yeah, it's, it's a baby month. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, no. What I'm saying is silverware, like anything. Okay. You can't okay. have these. Quick question statistics. for you, Sean. Oh, I get what you're saying. Go on. Yeah. Quick question for you, Sean. In regards to new owner, the, the new investor, if he owns 27 percent of the shares, <clears> so <throat> the rest, the other 73 is owned by Golden others. Sullivan and who yeah. others, can he, with his 27, block? Um, by voting against the others, block any decisions they want to make? Is there any vehicle, or do they still retain full control of the club and well, they can't block anything? And this is this is the key. You know, whoever owns 50.1% can pretty much do anything they like and always has been. So they have rights to see the figures, they have rights of some veto. But in reality, if you own 50. Point, one percent of the shares you get to pretty much it's your train set and you can play with it how you want and that's that's why i think he will retain that that um yeah. percentage okay. no, that's, that's fine that's just anyway i've been sean sorry for technical issues this week my fault completely uh, completely i've only got one job um len has been on a delay <laughs> dave has been in New York. Go Braves. <laughs> and Nigel has been... Cares. Sputnik. Come on, you Alliance. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast.
I think I've probably got the biggest win rate out of a certain amount of managers as well. So I think if you were, you're putting it that way, that's what I do. I win. And I'm, I'm coming here to West Ham initially to try and get us wins and away from the wrong end of the table. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.